Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. This morning and tonight and then probably again on, <clears throat> on uh, next Sunday. Uh, I want to spend some time just getting us ready and preparing us for the missions conference that we'll be having. Um, back when I first came here as pastor over 30 years ago, I, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it was right in the very, very beginning, within the, probably the first two or three years. I, I spent about six weeks just pouring over, over and over and over again, 2 Corinthians 8 and 2 Corinthians 9. I, I have, you know, I, I've, I learned this when I was, when I was new in the Lord. Uh, I'm thankful I came uh, out of a church that was very missions-minded. Uh, I went to a school that was very missions-minded. There were a lot of problems with the school, but the one thing that they did right was they were big into missions. And uh, uh, so I, I knew that missions was important. And I knew our participation as a church in missions is, is, was vital. And, uh, and, and I've been, I'd learned a, a bunch of different things throughout the years. But you know, when you become pastor, all of a sudden you realize you can't, you can't hang on somebody else's coattails. You've got, you've got to go to the book. You've got to find out uh, what you believe and where you stand and, and uh, go from there. Well, I spent uh, quite a bit of time in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. And these two chapters, we're going to look at 8 this morning. And uh, these two chapters are, are chapters that deal with giving. Now, what they don't deal with is they don't deal with tithing. Uh, this has absolutely nothing to do with tithing. This is over and above tithing. Why? Because the Bible says, and you, and you see it all the way through the Old Testament, it says the tithe is the Lord's. They tithed before the law, they tithed during the law, and they tithed after the, Lord, after the law. Why is that? Because the tithe is not ours to decide and determine. Uh, the tithe is God's. Tithe is just simply 10%. Leviticus 27 verse 30 says, And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. I never find anywhere in the Bible where God ever gave the tithe back to us. <laughs> it's never been ours. It never will be ours. And, and uh, uh, Malachi chapter 3 and verses 8 through 10, he is chiding the, the priests and he's letting them know that, 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 that uh, they and all of Israel have, have robbed God. I mean, you talk about a serious, serious uh, offense. Uh, he said that they robbed God. And they, they asked, well, wherein have we robbed thee? And his answer was in tithes and offerings. So why is that? Well, because the tithe is the Lord's. But the thing that always got kind of got my attention was he didn't just say tithes. He said tithes and offerings. And of course, in the Old Testament, they gave a lot more than just the tithe. There were all kinds of offerings that they gave on top of that. Well, in the New Testament, the, uh, the, the extra giving that we give, are, are not, they're not necessarily specific ones that are labeled like they were back in the Old Testament, but we have opportunities to give even over and above the tithe. And one of the places we have an opportunity to do that 
is in the area of missions. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. Let's all stand together, if you would, please. And look with me in chapter 8 and the first two verses, and we'll pray and get right into the message. If your neighbor doesn't have a Bible this morning, please allow them to look on with you. It says in verse 1, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, it's good to be in church on a Sunday morning. I thank you, Lord, for each one that's here. And uh, Father, I... It's just good to be saved. It's good to know that our sins are forgiven and that we're on our way to heaven. There might be someone within the sound of my voice, whether it be here in the sanctuary or whether it be uh, online, that uh, does not know for certain, absolutely positive, that their sins are forgiven, does not know for certain that today uh, would be the day of salvation for them and be the time that eternity would take place if in heaven if they were to die today. We pray, Lord, that, that you might uh, work in their hearts and help them to see the, the great price that you paid for our salvation and that all they simply need to do is, is repent of their sin and trust Jesus Christ and believe on you and you alone, your death, your burial, and your resurrection. God, uh, as we take a look at the importance of giving to missions and how we do that, I pray, God, that you would guide and direct and bless and speak to our hearts, prepare our hearts for the conference that will be coming and help us, God. And, you know, and I'm thankful for this, that, that uh, our church really has been a missions-minded church, but we need to continue to strive toward that end. And we pray, Lord, that you would work in our hearts even this morning. Uh, giving is not an outward issue, it's an inward issue. And just like any other issue that's important, it starts with, from the heart. And so we pray, Lord, that uh, our hearts would be softened this morning as we take a look at your word. And as you speak to us, may we say yes to you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The term that we use around here is grace, purpose, missions, giving. And the reason why we do that is because the Bible says that uh, giving to ministries that are trying to get out the gospel, uh, it, that kind of giving is a grace. Look with me, drop down to verse 7 of chapter 8. It says, therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, See, see that you abound in this grace also. And uh, like faith and like utterance, being able to speak and witness, like knowledge, it's a grace. It's a grace. And these graces are all to be practiced in, in diligence. So that means we need to be consistent in it and in love. And we're to abound in the grace, grace of giving. And as I, I look through... Uh, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, the Lord really laid upon my heart two things. Number one, well, actually three things. Uh, giving is, is a grace, and it's to be done by faith, and it's to be done on purpose. And so we, we've entitled it around here, Grace, Purpose, Missions Giving. The Bible says, as a man purpose, purposeth in his heart, so let him give. But it, it needs to start in the heart. 
and if the if the the if the heart isn't changed, then uh, then the, the the purposes are not accomplished. And so, what I want to look at this morning is we're going to go all the way through Second Corinthians eight and uh, take a look at what the Bible says about how to participate in and how to uh, give by by grace on purpose for God. The first two verses. Look with me again at verses 1 and 2. It says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of the, their liberality. Uh, first of all, he, he says, listen, when it comes to giving to missions, when it comes to giving to others, we ought to do so liberally. We ought not to be we not ought ought not to be stingy in that area. We ought to be liberal in it. That's one place where a, where a Bible believing New Testament Christian can be a liberal. Okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe not in politics, but you could be a liberal for sure uh, when it comes to giving. And he uses Macedonia as an example, and he he says this about them. He says he says in their great trial of affliction and their deep poverty. That was their circumstances. That's where they were. They were in deep poverty and they had a great trial of affliction. So their circumstances were not good. And yet they were exemplary when it came to giving. Because then he describes their giving as abundance of their joy and riches of their liberality. That tells you about their, their attitudes and that tells you about their, their desires. They, they, they had a desire to further the work of God. And, and because of that, they were involved in, in Paul's ministry and they were involved in other ministries and they gave sacrificially so that the ministries could continue. Uh, they gave in spite of their circumstances. You know, uh, I've, I've talked to people over the years about, about just giving in general. And, and I've, I've heard this, I've heard, well, you know what, when our, financial change, when our financial circumstances change, we will give. When our bills are all paid, we will give. I have never seen that come to fruition, never, in, in the many years that I've been in ministry. Um, and why is that? Because circumstances have nothing to do with it. Now, it may have to do with amounts and what you're capable of giving. You can't give what you don't have. I understand that. But, but these folks said, look, we will do without so that we can give. And they were willing to do that. Uh, you know, the, 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 the whole thing boils down to, do you have a desire? Do you have an, a desire to be an abundant giver? Uh, do you, you know, do you, do you, do you uh, long to be able to be used of God to further other ministries? Um, years ago, we had uh, Brother Ingo. It was one of the one of the first times we had him. I don't remember which time. We had Brother uh, Larry Ingalls in our church, and he was he was preaching, and he was preaching, I guess, on giving. Um, but uh, what I remember is this. He, he spoke about, and I don't think he gave specifics, but he gave general generalities, I think. He might have given some percentages. I don't remember. But I remember him talking about how he and his wife just loved to give to the Lord's service. 
And not just for the tithe, but over and above the tithe. And not only to their church, but also to, to missions giving. And, uh, and he was so enthusiastic about that. Uh, it, was, it was contagious. And, and, I, I, and I saw that and I said, Lord, I want to have that kind of spirit. I want to have that kind of heart. I may not, you know, you may not have all the, the same resources that someone else has. But with the resources you have, do you have an, a desire in your heart to be an abundant giver? And that's, that's what these folks had. Their circumstances were horrible, but they still gave like crazy because, because they had a desire in their heart. Secondly, what, what I notice about, about uh, these folks is in, down in verses 3 and 4, and he's still using them for an example. It says, For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty, that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. They gave willingly. They gave willingly. Nobody strong-armed them. Nobody pressured them. They just wanted to give, and they gave by grace. What that simply means is, is they used all the resources that God had and that God had given them and trusted him by faith and gave. Verse 3 says, For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. Well, beyond their power means God intervened, and God gave them more resources so they could give more. Uh, they asked to be, to be able to give. And they, they urged those ministries that they were giving to, they urged them to take it. You find that in verse 4, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And, uh, and what they're doing there is they're, they're urging Paul to take their gifts. And, you know, I, I, I just, because of what you know about the situation, we don't know a lot about it, but we know little. We know that they were in dire straits and they were having problems and persecutions and, and sufferings. And, and you look at that thing, and, and probably what happened was they went to give Paul a gift. He said, no, 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 I want you to keep that for yourselves. You guys are hurting. And they said, no, 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 we want you to take this. And there might have been a little battle going back and forth. I'm sure it was in, done well and in good spirit. But it just shows how urgent they were and how desirous they were of seeing the work of God to continue and, and uh, to further. There was an urgency on the part of the givers. And, the, and there was a desire to minister. Uh, they weren't looking for honor. They were look, weren't looking for glory. They were just looking to be a blessing. And, and the pressure did not come from those ministries to give. The pressure did not come from without. But the pressure came uh, from, from just the need that they saw and the, the heart that they had. They were, they were just eager to give. Another another. Uh, aspect of, of, of giving when it comes to grace, purpose, missions. Look down in verses 5 through 9. It says, And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God, insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound, 
in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us. See that you abound in this grace also. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Uh, they, when they gave, they gave like Christ. And what God wants us to do is he wants us to have a Christ-like attitude when we give. They gave themselves first. In verse uh, 5, it says they gave themselves, not as we hope, but they gave themselves first. They didn't give their money first. And by the way, that's never how it's done. Uh, you may give your money first, but if your heart's not there, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect the results. It's going to affect the continuation. You know, they, they, uh, they were said to have been very diligent in their, in their giving. That means they were consistent. They weren't up and down and fluctuating all over. They tried to be as consistent as they possibly could. And that, was be and that whole thing happened because they gave of themselves. You know, uh, I got a question for you. Ever been a time in your life when you've just gone to God and said, this isn't much, this isn't a lot, in fact, it's a real mess. But God, whatever you want with this, you got it. Uh, you've got me lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, what, whatever you would have in my life, uh, I'll have you, I'll, I'll, I'll do. Um, when I was in Bible college, I had a situation happen. I was at a missions conference. And I had already surrendered to the ministry. And, and uh, I was thinking that God wanted me to stay in the States and be a pastor and so forth. And start with, as an associate pastor and eventually be a pastor, possibly. Um, whatever the Lord would have me do. I went to this missions conference. It was at, at the church I was going to, Seminole Baptist Temple. And uh, during the conference, boy, God just got all over me about surrendering to missions. And, you know, all I could think of was outer Mongolia and Africa, okay? Uh, you know, or, 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 or somewhere up in the, uh, up in the Arctic where uh, there's, there's no, no, no people within hundreds of miles, and there uh, are very few people. And, uh, and, and so, honestly, as a college student, single college student, I just struggled like crazy. I did that whole week. And uh, God said, I want you to be a missionary. Okay. All right. Eventually, uh, I, I, I broke during one of the services. I came down at the altar. I says, okay, God, <laughs> here it is. I'm not much. I, I can't see you sending me to be a missionary, but hey. If that, if that pleases you, that pleases me. And I'm, I didn't, wasn't just, it wasn't like you twisted my arm so I'll give in. It wasn't that. It was I, willingly, I want to do this. Because if it's going to please you, it'll please me. I finally got to that point. Uh, I'd like to say I got to that point real quick, but it wasn't real quick. It took pretty much the whole week. And uh, after I did that, God said, okay, that's all I wanted. And I remember walking back to my seat and the whole 
burden of that thing just kind of lifted, not only the pressure of the situation from God, again, the pressure wasn't from the pulpit, the pressure wasn't from any individual, the pressure was from God. And uh, I, I remember going, going back to my seat and then praying about it the next few days, and God gave me zero direction, nothing. And then, and then I realized something. I finally came to the realization, he just wanted me. <laughs> and he didn't have me before that. Ever been a time you've done that with the Lord? Where you've just given him you. If you've, not, if you've not done that, or maybe you've done that. You know, like they say, sometimes we put ourselves on the altar and then that offering crawls off a little while later. Uh, you don't, you know, there, there are times when we give ourselves to God and then we get back in the way again and uh, cause problems. But is that where you are today? I mean, are you at the point where, where God, you've got not part of me, not most of me, you've got all of me. And whatever you want to do with this, with this vessel, you can do. That's the kind of attitude that they had. And they gave themselves to God. And then secondly... They gave themselves to others. Look, look down there in verse 5 of uh, 2 Corinthians 8. 2 Corinthians 8, 5 says, And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. They gave themselves first, and then they gave themselves not only to God, but they gave themselves to others. In other words, they had a servant's heart. And they said, God, God, whatever you want us to do, we'll do for you. And whatever we need to do for others to be a blessing, we will be. Uh, down, in, down in verse 8, it says, I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. They sincerely loved God and they sincerely loved others. And it was obvious. You could see it because of their attitude. And, and then in verse 9, it tells us who the example is. It says, for, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Uh, their example was, was the Lord Jesus Christ. He left heaven and left all those riches in heaven and came down and was born uh, in, in the, the home of, of a carpenter and his wife. Uh, not, not, he, he didn't enter into life in a lucrative situation. And of course, as you know the Christmas story, he was born in a manger because there was no room in the inn. And, and he became poor so we could become rich. And the riches we, we get are the riches of his grace in Christ Jesus through salvation. Uh, you would not have salvation today if you're saved. You would not have forgiveness of sins today if God had not made himself poor. And, and he, he, he left the glories of heaven, came down here, took on human flesh, and did so for you. And he, he, he changed willingly his, his status uh, as, as far as from being uh, in a place of comfort and riches down to this old world and eventually uh, given himself as a complete sacrifice by dying on the cross. His, his giving was sacrificial. So was theirs. And their giving was sacrificial. Again, they didn't have much, but what they had, they gave. And uh, uh, 
you know, I, I often ask my, myself, and, and I think we need to, to take inventory often, what am I giving up? What am I sacrificing in order to see the gospel furthered, whether it be here locally or whether it be in missions? In particular, we're talking about missions, and uh, the, the need is great. The need is great. And, and the truth is, and of course we've talked about this quite a bit over the last, probably the last year, more than we have even previous to that. It, it is obvious that we are in the last days. The Bible says, in the last days perilous times shall come, and it lists all those things. Man, we're, we're right there. Uh, the Lord's coming back and he's coming back soon. I don't know how much time we have, but this is it. And, and we really need to have an urgency about us when it comes to, to the gospel, not only here at home, but also abroad, and, uh, and, and realize that God has given us a great responsibility. Another, another aspect of grace purpose giving. Uh, look down at verses 10 through 12. It says, And herein I give my advice, for this is excellent, expedient for you who have begun before not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now, therefore, perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not." And, and what, what this is speaking of is just simply uh, being ready uh, to, to, to readily give what we have. Uh, be eager to give, be ready to give whatever it is that we have. Uh, it, I, I've heard people say, and I've even said this kind of thing. Well, if I had, fill in the blank, I would, yeah, but you don't. <laughs> you don't. Okay, uh, so it's not what you, what, what you wish you had, but what do you have? It's not, it's not if I had, I would. It's what I have, I will give to God. And that's the attitude that they had. Uh, they, according to chapter 9 and verse 7, it says that, that uh, they purposed in their hearts uh, it said that as God, as a man purpose, purposeth in his heart, so let him give. And uh, what, what that does is that shows, a, that shows an eagerness, that shows a, an enthusiasm for wanting to be a blessing and get out the gospel. And another, another uh, answer to the, the question, how do you give when it comes to grace purpose missions? Verse 13 through 15, we give proportionately. Verse 13 says, For I mean not that other men be eased and ye burdened, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. As it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. This is talking about, about uh, uh, giving being pro proportional. In, in uh, Luke chapter 12 and verse 48, the Lord Jesus said, For unto whom much is given, of him shall be much required. In other words, 
uh, God will require of you how he has blessed you. And if you have a lot, then he expects a lot. And if you have little, uh, he just expects you to give of what you have. Um, when it comes to the actual gifts of giving, uh, don't compare. Don't compare. You know, the Bible says in, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians, comparing themselves among themselves, they were not wise. That's true also in giving. But there is a, there, there is a comparison, I think, that is, that is right to do. We can compare our desires. You shouldn't compare amounts, but you should compare desires. As an example, when I heard Brother Ingalls, uh, and, and he was, t I mean, he was excited. I mean, he's a missionary, okay? Uh, he's one of the ones that's receiving gifts. And he's saying, man, I love to give. I love to give to this ministry and that ministry and this. Man, that thing was contagious. And, and uh, I, I remember looking at that and saying, you know what, Lord, that's not my attitude right now. I want that kind of spirit. I, want, I don't know that I can, I can do exactly what he does for missions, but I want that spirit. I want that attitude. I want to have that, that kind of desire. And I, I believe that's what Paul was talking about when he said over in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, he said, be followers of me even as I also am a follower of Christ. He wasn't talking about you have to do exactly what I do and walk lockstep. He's saying, listen, I have a desire to follow Christ. I have a desire to be a blessing. I have a desire to give my life to him. And he's saying, listen, I want you to follow me like I follow Christ. Get that same, get that same desire. Years ago, I, I, um, uh, was, I, think I, was, I think I was listening to a tape. I don't even think it was live. But I was listening to Dr. Peter Ruckman, and he was, he was preaching. He was preaching along these lines about giving. And, and he, he uh, spoke about a percentage that, uh, that he had for a goal of being able to give. And he says, right now, he says, I, I, I'm able to give by God's grace. Of all that comes in, I'm able to give X number percent. And uh, it was right around that time, and I don't remember who it was, I don't remember how I came across this information, but after I, I heard that, then I also heard that uh, oftentimes when he came back from preaching and he would go, he would go on, uh, on a, uh, he'd have institute on Thursday, he'd leave on Friday, preach a, 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 a meeting on, on a Friday night, Saturday night, and then all day Sunday. In fact, the first time we ever had him up in Green Bay, he did just exactly that. And of course, when he, when he went to a church like that, he would get a love offering and so forth. And uh, I heard stories from the Bible Institute students, and Al Salvage can, can affirm this. I'm sure you would affirm it. Uh, he often would walk up to a student who he knew was hurting with some of that money and sometimes all that money and just say, here, brother, I want to be a blessing to you. And, and I heard that. And honestly, you say, uh, you say, what did that do? I, I wanted to go up and I wanted to meet with Brother Ruckman and uh, see if, no, I, I didn't at all. Uh, <laughs> but that's the way some folks think. And sometimes I felt like that. Uh, but but uh, this time, okay, I responded right. And, uh, and, I, and, you know, my attitude was, you know, I'd like to be able to do that. I'd like to have 
that kind of possibility. And, 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 and uh, the desire has to be there. Uh, God's not looking for comparing amounts. He's looking at proportion. And uh, at, at, the, at the time, the believers who were in Judea, they were suffering. But the, the, the Gentile churches were prospering. And so what he's saying is, he's saying, listen, these folks over here are hurting. You folks over here are not hurting. So what you need to do is you need to give them so that they can be a blessing, so they can continue the ministry. And, and if it ever gets reversed and it goes the other way around, then, uh, then, then they can be a blessing to you. Uh, over there in, in the book of Romans, it talks about toward the, toward the end of the book. I can't place it right now in my mind, but toward the end of the book, it talks about um, the, the, the churches giving to the poor saints at Jerusalem. I had somebody point this out back years ago. Never really thought of it this way. But Jerusalem was where it all started. Right? Right? Are you with me? Jerusalem was where it all started. And then they went out from there. All right? And so you could, you could say that all those churches that it went out from, those are all missions churches. Amen? Right? You know what the missions churches did? Missions churches looked back at Jerusalem and said, listen, man, they're hurting. We're not. We need to send them money. They sent us money to get started. We need to send them money now to keep going. Uh, it's, it's just, again, it's do you have that desire to want to give? And then, then the last thing it, it, to answer the, the how of grace, purpose, missions, giving, the, the last thing is found in verse, uh, verse 16 down through the end of the chapter. Look at verse 16 with me. It says, But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. For indeed he accepted the exhortation, but being more forward of his own accord, he went unto you, and we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel, throughout all the churches, and that brother's not named. Verse 19, and not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace, which is ministered by us to the glory of the same Lord, and declaration of your ready mind, avoiding this, that no man should blame us in this abundance, which is administered by us, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligence, uh, diligent in many things, but now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. Whether any do inquire of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper concerning you, or our brethren, be inquired of, they are the, the messengers of the churches and the glory of Christ. Wherefore, show ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. The last thing is when it comes to that kind of giving, we need to give responsibly. Uh, be careful to put, put your money uh, in, in the right kind of ministries. I got to thinking this last week about all the, the missionaries, and we, we have 22, 23, something like that, 
that we support? Do you know? Okay, I don't either. I lose track. Uh, but, but something like that. It's 22, 23, maybe it's 24. Uh, and I, I, went, I started to go down thinking about each of those missionaries. You know what? We don't have a clunker in a bunch. Uh, you look at these, at these requirements and, 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 and how we should be responsible in giving. And that's, that's really, when we have a missions conference and I, I get up and I say, consider uh, giving more to missions. Why, why do I say that? Well, because I have no hesitation about the guys that we support. Absolutely none. Been to some of them. You know, I, I, I've, 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 uh, I've, I've seen Brother Sutek's uh, ministry. Uh, I, have, I have, have seen the ministry over in Romania. And, uh, and, and I've seen and I've, I've, I've talked to and spent time with people like Brother Ledbetter and, and, uh, and, and Brother Barnhouse and the ministry that they have over there in, in Zambia. I'll tell you what, folks, we, you know, I praise the Lord, but we've, we've got good, responsible missionaries. And I can, I can, I can say with, without hesitation Put your money in missions at Freedom Baptist Church. This is going to go to the right place. Look at the, look at the, uh, the criteria. Verses 16 and 17, he says, But thanks uh, be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. For indeed he accepted the exhortation, but being more forward of his own accord, he went unto you. Um, people need to have a servant's heart. They need, to, they need to not, not walk around. Now, listen, I've seen missionaries who do not have a servant's heart. Uh, you know, we, we've, even, we've even had some of those float through here from time to time. And, uh, and, and those are ones that we either don't support or don't continue to support. Uh, when, 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 when that servant's when it, it begins to be uh, we're serving them instead of them serving us or serving the Lord or serving their, 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 uh, their field, then there's a problem. Now, we should have a servant's heart toward them, but they not need to have a servant's heart themselves. Second thing in verse 18, it says, uh, and, and we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. Uh, they need to be faithful with the gospel. We don't support social missions. Oh, why? Because I know where that goes. I got saved out of, out of a church that was neck deep into social missions, wasn't in the gospel to anybody. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that you don't ever feed anybody, and that doesn't mean that you don't ever uh, uh, minister to them in medical areas and so forth, or clothing. We've done that already with some, but that's never the main thrust. The main thrust is get them the gospel. And, uh, and, and that's the case. Verse 19 says, and, and, and uh, not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace, which is ministered by us to the glory of the same Lord and, and declaration of your ready mind. Uh, they, they had a, a desire and their desire was to serve God. In verses 20 through 22, he talks about doing so honestly and uh, even though we have an abundance uh, because of the gifts that have come in uh, we're very careful to be honest in the administration of those gifts that just simply means to be honest and above board and then the last one verses 23 and 24 uh, 
it's, it's real obvious in those two verses that, that there is a, is a spirit of working well with others that God has brought across their path. Verse 23 says, whether any do inquire of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper concerning you, uh, or our brethren be inquired of, they are the messengers of the churches in the glory of Christ. Wherefore, show ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. So these folks were, were cooperative. They worked well with people, with others that were of like mind and of like doctrine. The, 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 the whole chapter is, is just exhorting the Corinthian church to give by faith, uh, on purpose, uh, and, and to exhibit that grace of God that God has for each and every one of us. To, 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 to do it by, by grace through faith on purpose. And we should do so liberally. Uh, we, should, we should have a desire to want to give. We should do so willingly. Um, I don't like putting pressure from this pulpit on you to give. You know why? Because God can do a whole lot better job than I can do. <laughs> he really can. And uh, I want that, that, that burden to come from within. And, and for, for God to show you how necessary it is. And then, then uh, we need to give like Christ. With a loving sacrifice. When was the last time you sacrificed? Remember one of the things we're, we'll be doing during the missions conference We'll be having a, a, an offering every night, and we call that our sacrificial missions offering. Uh, give, give sacrificially in order to, to see the gospel furthered and to see others blessed and others encouraged in the work. And then, uh, uh, fourthly, we ought to, ought to give readily of what we have. And again, it's not what, what we wish we had. What are you doing with what God's given you. And that's really true, not just of, of money. That's true of everything. Uh, God has blessed all of us with resources. What are you doing with the resources that God has given you? Fifth thing is proportionately. And, and again, with that proportionately, it basically it's the desire. It's the desire to want to be, a, be, be used of God to be a blessing. And then give responsibly. Give responsibly. As we, we head toward this missions conference, uh, my, my, my desire, it, first and foremost, in fact, I told both the speakers this. I said, my, my first desire is that as a church, we would give first and foremost, give ourselves to God. You know what? You know what I found? If, if uh, God has you, he has your bank account. He has your talents. He has your abilities. He has your time. So the question this morning is, does God have you? And is that desire to be a giver in your heart today? Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, I pray that you would speak to all of our hearts about the importance of giving. And it doesn't start by reaching for some money or writing the check. But Lord, it starts with us giving ourselves to you. 
And Lord, thank you for the example that you gave to us of the Macedonian churches. Thank you, Lord, for the clear guidelines that you give to us in Scripture of how we're supposed to give. It all begins with a heart. I pray that this morning you grab a hold of our hearts. There may be some decisions that need to be made this morning. You, you might be talking to some folks about sacrificing. You might be talking to some folks about just laying it all on the altar. I, 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 would, I would guess that in a crowd this size that there are, there's probably someone out there, maybe several someones, who's never really honestly, truthfully, just told God, God, here's the blank check. You can have whatever you want. It's all yours. I give it to you freely. I give it to you because I love you. I give you myself. And that's, that's what the Macedonian Christians did. Lord, that's my desire, that we give ourselves first unto the Lord. Please speak to hearts this morning. There might be someone here without Christ as Savior. There might be someone online this morning who's watching this broadcast that is, has never, never trusted you as, as their Savior. I pray that you get a hold of their heart today and uh, help them to see that there's a Savior who gave everything that he had. You gave everything for them. You gave everything for me. You gave everything for each person here so that we could have eternal life. You made yourself poor so we could become rich. God, please give us that desire to have that kind of heart when it comes to giving. And uh, we'll be careful to turn right around and not brag on it, not let other people not want to, uh, other people to, to see uh, what we do and what we give, but uh, just rejoice in the grace that we're able to participate in. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together. Let's stand with heads bowed.